And shout out again to all those people who hate my guts, but is sitting in a quiet place listening to my show. You are obsessed and sick, okay? Okay, I'll be right back and let's get into stuff now. The real is back, the veil is back, flow bananas here, peeled is back, and what you'll find is your highness can paint a picture that's vivid enough to cure blindness, Virginia's finest. Y'all already knew that. What's up, what's up? We back for episode three of Say It Ain't Saint. Welcome back. Uh, I really have missed you guys, even though it's been a minute since I put out a, a episode. There's been a reason for that. I know my previous two episodes, I started with a couple of opening topics, but this episode is a little bit more personal to me since I will be talking a little bit more about what I've been feeling these past couple of weeks. Uh, not saying these things to, to, you know, whine or cry about them. I know people like to, when people hear that you're speaking about your emotions or, or your journey, oh, this nigga always crying. But no, we're, we're real people who go through real things. And I like to think that if you're sitting here with me, listening to my podcast, having this conversation, that you are one of those people who are authentic and that do have real emotions and you aren't scared to get in tune with them. So instead of starting out with those little fun pop culture topics that I previously did, I actually want to start this episode off with a wellness check. So I first want to say I hope everyone who's listening to this podcast right now is in a good headspace. If you are not in a good headspace, in the words of my good friend Troy Thorns, rest in peace Troy, whatever you got to do to get yourself together, get yourself together. You know, if you got to roll up, go ahead, roll up. If you feel like you need to make yourself a little glass of wine, Go ahead, get a glass of wine. Don't let it lead into, you know, addiction territory. But whatever you got to do, you know, if you got to go to the gym, punch the punching bag, go ahead, do that. But whatever you got to do to get yourself right, I want you to find out what that is and go ahead and get yourself together. And hey, who knows? Maybe sitting down, listening to my voice and listening to me speak will is one of those things that's going to help you ease your mind you know so first like I said I want to start with a little wellness check as I stated I hope you guys are doing okay for me personally I'm in a much better headspace now after spending the holidays with my family and having a lot of not deep conversations with my mom but you know how sometimes you know how your, your mom just knows what to say Right, like you don't even have to tell her what you're going through or that you're going through anything, and unbeknownst to them, probably don't even know that they're saying some stuff that's striking you. I know a lot of time our parents just hope that we're taking away something positive from the messages that they're trying to give us, and you know, I've had a lot of conversations with my mom these past couple of weeks just random conversations about her and and her journey and you know the things that I want to do and the things that I'm trying to do and talking about my brothers and my family and a lot of things that that she's been saying to me over these past couple of weeks have been hitting and they've been sticking with me 
So I will say these past two and a half months have been kind of rough for me uh, mentally and emotionally, physically as well, but not as much just because, you know, I still get up, go to the gym, work out. That's one of the things that helps me feel better. So physically, I haven't been as drained as I have previously because previous years, whenever I go through a rough emotional or mental patch, my emotions are so taxing that it leads into, you know, my physical sense where I don't want to get out of bed or I don't have the energy to to be up to cook a meal where all I want to do is sleep because I'm so mentally exhausted and so emotionally drained. I'm glad that I do have the gym as a resource personally uh, because that is something that really does does help me even if I'm having a bad day the first thing I want to do is go to the gym and I have specific days where I work out if it's a day where I'm not scheduled to be in the gym where I'm feeling like yo today's a bad day I'm really in a funk a lot of the times I find myself just wanting to go hit the punching bag you know that's the thing that I do now my dad gave me some boxing gloves because I told him that I wanted to start boxing as as a form of working out I wanted to add that to my routine and coincidentally coincidentally he had some that he had never used so that was a little bit of a tangent but these past two months have been rough for me emotionally just because I've been going through the transitional phase of stepping out on faith and trying to do what I do full time. Uh, as you guys know, if you're listening to this, then you are probably somewhat familiar with me. You're probably already a part of my audience for my photography. So you do know that I'm an artist. I am a photographer. Uh, I'm also a designer and a stylist. And right now I'm in the process of trying to make that full time. This is my second time trying to go full time with with my craft and my passion. You know, it's very nerve-wracking stepping out on on faith. But I've noticed that this time I'm not as scared as I was when I previously tried it. I'm not I don't have as much hesitation as I previously had behind trying to become full-time. Because I feel like in my spirit, there's somebody who is watching out for my success. And there's somebody, there's a higher power that's looking out for me to succeed. You know, I always am big on faith and prayer. I'm not going to sit here and preach to y'all. Not in a not in a typical sense where I'm I'm telling you quotes from the Bible because hey I'm not I'm not knowledgeable on the Bible at all I have my own personal relationship with God and my spirit angels and I'm connected to the universe in many different ways so this time going into things I do feel a lot more level-headed some areas I still feel uneasy just because I'm literally in the act of putting myself out there I'm putting it 
all out there, you know, which is a scary feeling for anybody, no matter what you're doing. If you do hair and you're trying to do that full time, it's a scary feeling trying to do that full time. If you're a psychiatrist and you're opening up your own clinic, that's not easy. You know, I have an aunt. She has a consulting business. I, I know it's not. I know it's not easy and it wasn't easy for her starting that off. And even though, you know, a lot of us are still in the beginning stages of what we do. There's a part of the process where no matter how scared or uneasy you may feel about putting yourself out there, you do have to have that blind faith. And that's that's where we're going to start this podcast at. I've all this all of this little tangent that was more like an opening, but that's going to be the meat and bones of this podcast, really. So today I'm going to dive deeper into trusting the process, and I'm also going to dive a lot deeper into supporting yourself, even when you don't see anyone else supporting you or even when you don't feel that you're receiving the love or the recognition that you should be you know and I I even have to take that with a grain of salt that statement I even have to take that with a grain of salt because of course if if we're all confident in the things we do of course we all feel like we should be successful and we should all be getting this major recognition but that's that goes that's a part of trusting the process, remaining confident in yourself, even when the world is not confident in you. So I say all of that to say these past couple of weeks have been very taxing on um, on my mental health. I do want to thank everybody who has been there for me. I've already thanked you guys privately, but I do want to thank you guys publicly on my platform. You know who you are. I don't have to say direct names, but I do want to thank you guys for being there for me in these past couple of weeks, reminding me to keep my head up, you know, just listening to me vent. I know a lot of times you guys don't have advice because I go through something very different than what you guys are used to or what you've been through, but I do still appreciate the listening ear. Even in this podcast where I'm just talking into a microphone, sometimes voicing those things that are just inside your head can help you tremendously. Even if I don't leave certain conversations with a resolution on how I'm feeling or the issue I'm having, you know, once I leave that conversation, I'll still feel relieved just because I got it out. So today is going to be kind of like a therapy session for me and hopefully something that you guys can take away from this. So I first want to start off by kind of talking about codependency versus extreme solitude. There's this thing that I do personally when I'm going through things where I don't like to be around people if I'm going through something just because of 
how I am personally and how easy it is for me to pick up someone else's energy and that feed off into me. I'd never want to do that to anyone else. And sometimes I have really dark days. Now, a lot of people who are close to me, they actually hate that I do this. And I've always come from the place of, I can do it all by myself. Like granted, that's not cool to do because we all need community. We all need collaborators, partners in every aspect of life, whether it just be that one friend that you have that you can always hit up. We all need some type of community. And when it comes to me, I would prefer to be just alone versus having to say that I need someone or that I'm depending on someone to make me feel better. So I have a hard time with not finding community because I do have people who shelter and surround me. I have a harder time with leaning into my community on my bad days. Because of course, when you're feeling good and glorious, yeah, I want to be with everybody. Yeah, I want to have a jovial time. Yeah, we going out, we, we kicking it, we cracking jokes. We at each other's house chilling. But if I'm personally in a funk, I would rather work that out myself than have to go to someone else and have them help me work that out, you know. And while that does come from me being extremely independent just in life, it also dials back to, I don't want to say childhood trauma, because it really wasn't a trauma thing. But even as a kid, I was very independent. You know, I tell the story all the time of when my mom was pregnant and I came home from school one day, she she was gone, you know? I had a babysitter who lived next door and she said, hey, your mom is, is pregnant. You're, well, not pregnant, but your mom is expecting the, the twins, they're coming, they're coming. And I was like, oh, wow. She's going to come home with my my two little brothers. And prior to her coming home with them, she had she had taught me a lot of things. She taught me how to cook on the stove properly without burning the house down. You know, she always taught me be mindful of the spaces that you're in. If you see something needs to be clean, go ahead and clean it up. You know, don't leave a lot of unnecessary lights on. That's running up the bill. Be mindful of how long your, your baths and showers are. You know, she made sure I knew how to make a bed. And, you know, looking back on it, I know that majority of those things was because she was going to need help with my brothers coming into the world. But I also know that it stemmed from a place of you're my oldest son. And I want you to be able to hold yourself and handle yourself. And these are things that she has told me at a young age. She's like, I always want you to be able to carry yourself well and be able to take care of yourself. So that's something that I just carried along with me through life. Where if I'm going through something, I'll go through it alone. 
which is not really healthy. But I'm going to speak a little bit more on that, uh, how I how I got out of that in a few. But it also came from that place of take care of your people as well. Because anybody who knows my mom, and I talk about my mom all the time in such high regards. I'm, I'm very proud of the things she does. I'm proud of the woman that she is. I'm I admire my mom so much. I'm a big mama's boy. Everybody knows that. And not a, a mama's boy in the sense of I'm always like, well, I'm not going to say I'm always up under my mom because when I was younger, everybody would be like, oh, you're always under your mom, da 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 whatever. I love my mom. But I say all those to say, all those things to say a lot of who I am comes from who she is as a woman. And growing up, I didn't just watch her take care of me and my brothers. I watched her take care of her brothers. I watched her take care of her homeboys. I watched her show up and be there for, you know, the homegirls that she did have. Because my mom, she was a tomboy. She still is a tomboy. Even though she's she's pretty now. She didn't grow her hair out. She be wearing her little jewelry, her little bags and stuff. She be popping on makeup when the time is right. But either way, that was <laughs> that was just a random tangent. But a lot of who I am, I I get from her. So even though I do have that part of me that's extremely independent and would prefer to go through things alone. If I see and I know that my friends are going through something or that a peer of mine is going through something, I'm going to be there for them. You know, I believe in having that community. So I've recently gotten out of that mindset of having to be alone. Mostly because I connected to some people currently who just don't allow that. Like at all. They always blowing my phone up. Not even on like some more some stuff. Always blowing my phone up, making sure I'm good. Always wanna know, like, hey, what are you doing today? Are you are you creating something? What's going on? That sounds cool. I wanna know about things that you're doing. And and vice versa. Um I think it's important to cultivate your community. Because community does look different for for everyone. For a long time, I felt very different from a lot of friends that I had. You know, I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like an outcast, but not an outcast in the sense of, oh, you guys are treating me weird. And I felt like an outcast in the sense of, you know, we're hanging out and you guys know that I have a different taste than you. Because growing up, my friends were always pointed out. I have a good friend who I grew up with, and she would always be like, oh, Daytuan's listening to that weird music. Y'all know how y'all know the type of music he like, but they would still put me on the aux. Because I may be into stuff that you guys don't know about, but it's still a big piece of who I am. And when you have the right community around you, they're going to appreciate the person that you are regardless of you know how cool you may seem to other people on the outside or how rich you may be so i say that to say 
everybody does not have to be in your community just because someone is caring for you and reaching out to you in the moment that doesn't mean that that's one of those people who is directly involved in your in your community you know sometimes people just like to linger around you just for the opportunity of being around when those when those good days hit you know especially when you're someone like me who you know you kind of aimed for a certain lifestyle or you have a certain success level that's that's in you that you're tapping into when people can see your trajectory, a lot of people just want to be around you just to be around you. So it's very important to choose wisely who to have in your community. Because I've been through a lot of dark times. And I've noticed that before I was public and open about, you know, going through depression and having mental health issues and things like that. I noticed I had a lot more friends before I started speaking on these things, like a lot more friends. When I first came out and told people that I dealt with depression, I actually stopped hearing from a lot of people. Like there was there's this one specific group that I hung out with in college. Once I voiced that I went through depression and that I dealt with those things, only a handful of them still stuck around. You know, and that does feel lonely. That does add to depression when you deal with that, because then you really feel like, well, this isn't self-isolation. This this is being iced out by the world, by the people who you thought were your community. And it's very easy to get stagnant on that and look at who's not there in your corner. But now I'm in a place where I can look around and I see, okay, if I'm having a bad day, I know who I can call. I know who I need to call to check up on them. I know who's been there for me in the past and who's there for me currently. So I know who I need to be there for and who I have to show up for and how I have to show up for them. And when you do have genuine people in your community... You can you guys can show up for each other in ways that may seem small or minute, but you never really know how substantial that is to a person. Like my sister now, she's not well, there's a girl who I call my sister. She's not my real sister. We haven't known each other for X amount of years. You know, we've known each other for the past couple of years, yeah. But when I see her call, I pick up the phone. If I see something on TikTok that reminds me of her, I'm sending it to her. Because that's my community and she's a big piece of my community. And even though when we're having conversations, they're not always deep. Sometimes we just talking and joking. But, you know, she'll tell me afterwards, it was really great hearing you or hearing from you. You know, I, it really meant a lot to me to to hear from you. It put me in a good spirit. And I just use that example 
to say appreciate who is genuinely there for you if you're like me where you get super super independent and you result to extreme isolation when you're in a funk that's okay to want to branch off and get yourself together but you also have to be mindful of how am I making my community feel by giving them the cold shoulder because when you don't speak about those things <clears throat> when you don't speak about these things people won't understand they'll just think oh you're acting funny and people can know that you're going through depression and they can still take it personally or people can know that you're going through a rough patch and they'll still take it personally when they don't hear from you so that's one of those things that I have worked on immensely and in these past couple of months I have leaned closer into you know the few people in my community who I feel like I can lean on to whether it be people who are living or people who have passed away sometimes if I don't even feel like talking to the people that I have in my community I'll go out to to my aunt's grave and I'll just sit there I have a a great aunt well not a great aunt but not a great aunt in the sense that she's a great aunt, a great aunt in the sense of she's a phenomenal woman. And she was always there for me. I'll go sit at her grave and I'll just know that I'm loved by her. I won't say anything. But I feel comforted because I feel her spirit. You know, I spoke about Troy earlier in this episode. He's a big part of my community. He was a big part of my community when he was when he was living. And even in his passing, I still feel him over me. I have a good friend, Austin, who passed away two years ago. Rest in peace, Austin. You know, he's a big part of my community. And we didn't even know each other that long. But our relationship got so deep so fast. Because we are so similar. I don't know if it was a Cancerian thing, but we are very similar. And it's actually crazy that I have a podcast now and that I'm using my voice for something because he had a podcast. And he always said, you know, whichever one of us makes it first, we got to put the other one on. And he was like, I'm going to be accepting my awards and I'm going to give you a shout out. You will be accepting your awards. You will give me a shout out. Like we were really locked in with each other. You know, I had a childhood friend passed away. And this sounds so sad, like, and I really don't want it to sound sad, but I just want to let you guys know, you know, there are more people who are looking out for you than what you know, or your community can run deeper than what it may seem. As I was saying, I have a good homegirl who passed away last year. We weren't close in recent years, you know, leading up to her passing. But we grew up together. And when I say we grew up together, we grew up together. Like my dad and her mom are, are still cool. My mom and her mom are cool. We lived, we were neighbors. We were basically next door neighbors, you know. I'm actually planning to do a Christmas shoot for her son. So we, we, 
and if um I really don't want to tear up talking about this because this this one is still kind of fresh. Uh, if you are familiar with with me, then you know I'm I'm talking about Amani. And even though we weren't in contact in these recent years, just because we were both on our own journeys and doing our own things, there was still a level of love that we had for each other. I remember going around her mom after after she had passed and her mom said to me she said you know even though you guys haven't been hanging out lately or have you even though you guys weren't really hanging out she always talked about you you know she always said when the time is right I want him to take some pictures of my son I want him to you know work work with me for my business she was like I just really love him and rock with him and I want to support him. And I still feel her presence. I may not feel it as constantly as I feel my two boys or my aunt, but there are days where I feel her presence very strongly. And I actually felt her presence very strongly today. So I guess that's why I'm I'm bringing her up in all of this. But yeah, man, I say that. I say all of that to say isolation is okay. But don't look at leaning into your community as being codependent on them to make you feel better. Because regardless of what an outside source can say or do to you to raise your vibrations, you still have to go home and look at yourself in the mirror. And if you're not happy with the person that you see or you're not happy with the life that you see around you, no outside source can change that for you. Now, we've talked about that for a little minute now, so we're going to move on. And I'm actually looking at a checklist. I don't think I'm going to edit this episode, to be honest. I think I'm going to just put it out. But I'm going down my little checklist and I'm kind of speeding through it. I knew this was going to be a quick episode because I knew what I wanted to talk about. But the next little thing on my checklist is, and this is going to be a trigger warning for anybody who deals with heavy depression and have dark thoughts right there is a there's a Kanye West song that has been sticking with me for these past couple of days like I'm just getting in a better headspace so like last week I was running this song to the ground and it's from his Wyoming album and it's called I Thought About Killing You And in the song, he talks about how he thought about killing himself and that he loves himself and that you could only kill someone that you love. And if he loves himself and he thought about killing himself, then of course he thought about killing you, you know, whoever he's speaking to. And you can relate that to whatever you have to relate that to. But in my personal life, having gone through those feelings, I related it to 
my career because I am on this journey of trying to go full-time. And I know it's very easy for us to want to see success instantly, you know? And I remember there was a point in my life where I felt like I was cursed because everything that I wanted, I had to wait for it, you know? I wanted all this recognition in the game from just being good at what I do. You gotta wait for it. I wanted an amazing partner who understood me without me even having to say words. Gotta wait for it. I want I wanted a community that loved me and cherished me and that I didn't have to worry about being on some snake stuff. You gotta work you gotta wait for it, you know? So there was a point where I did feel like I was cursed and had to wait for everything. So when I listened to that song and then when I was running to the ground, I really related to the sense of, you know, I was at a point once where I didn't want to be here. So what would it, what difference would it make for me to kill my career? If it means that I'm going to be freer or liberated or happy. And the crazy thing about the way the world works, and not even the way the world works, the crazy thing about the way spirit works is you can be going through all of these things. And if you're connected to a higher source, they're still moving you and pushing you to the places that you need to be. Because even though I've been having a rough couple of weeks emotionally and mentally. If you follow me on, on my platforms, you see I was still putting out work. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I was venting about a lot of stuff too as well. Which I'm not apologizing for that. That's my that's my platform. You know, I'm not one of them dudes that get on there and, and BS around. I'm not one of them dudes that get on there and, um, and, you know, talk shit about people. I don't joke on people. I'm there literally telling my real story, the things that I go through day to day. But the crazy thing about me still having those feelings is every day I will wake up with a new vision, Right. And the vision came directly from God. I always say my visions come from God. Anything that you've seen me produce, there's a message in there that I was told to tell y'all. And that's where my, that's part of where my frustration comes in with, you know, feeling like I I don't have the biggest platform or I don't have a lot of support it's because I know I'm not a BS person where I'm putting out stuff just to put out stuff or I'm putting out stuff just to be cool and trendy I'm actually putting out stuff as a message from someone else you know whether it be 
right now the the current message that I've been that I've been spreading is regardless of who is supporting you support yourself keep going bet on yourself if you go on my Instagram you can it's very easy to it's bare it will be very easy for the common mind to misconstrue the things that I've been posting on my Instagram as a part of my post but I know people like me and people who deal with the things that I deal with can resonate with oh you know I just used I just used the real I just did a reel the other day and it's crazy because this day I actually this was the day that I said I'm I'm going to take a break I'm going to go on hiatus from socials and you know when I go if you know me when I go on break from socials I don't shoot anything at all and it's very sad for me actually cuz shooting is where I feel free and where I feel liberated just because I love it so much excuse me just because I love it so much but this day as soon as I opened Instagram I saw a reel from somebody I didn't follow cuz that's how Instagram works now and the first thing that I heard on the reel was be mindful of how much love and support that you give out or the kind of love and support that you give out because once you get to a certain place where you're busy and you're constantly working to improve yourself and reach your goal you're not going to be able to show that same love and a lot of the people that you are showing that love to their love isn't unconditional like yours is their love comes with a lot of strings attached where if you're not loving them back they won't love you or the things that you do they won't support you they won't go up for you granted the real didn't say all of that that's the message that I took away from it so then I put out a real stating that and I also put out a series of photos that alluded to that as well it wasn't a direct message my podcast is the direct message of that you know, if you want that message, you're going to seek this podcast and you're going to hear it. Or God is going to place this in your presence and move you to listen to it. And even now, this third episode that I'm recording, it wasn't supposed to be this. The previous notes that I had written out for this episode, they were very angry. It was more so on some fuck y'all type shit. But... Last night, ironically, I was moved by something to watch Lizzo's documentary. I'm not the biggest Lizzo fan. Like I, I previously, I think I had like a couple songs saved in my phone. I haven't been listening to Lizzo or keeping up with Lizzo in these past couple of years. But I saw her documentary and I know what she stands for. And something said, you know what? I will watch this. And I lied to you not. I sat down and I watched that documentary and I could not get my eyes off the screen. Because in her documentary, she was going through the things that she previously went through the things that I feel like I'm going through now. She talked about being broke and sleeping in her car. She talked about, you know, not being able to have a driver's license because she had all these outstanding warrants and stuff. She talked about how when she first dropped Truth Hurts, nobody liked it. And two, three years later, it blew up and launched her career. 
you know, she talked about how she's a, she's a, uh, and I don't, I'm using her words. She talks about how she's a fat black woman who plays the clarinet, raps and sings. And she's not singing this R&B music. She's singing, you know, over classical beats. She's singing over jazzy beats. She's singing a lot of pop. She spoke on how nobody wanted to hear that coming from her. But she knew that she had a message to spread. Her message was, you know, you are loved. There is a place for you. You are special. And even on those dark days when things feel tough and things don't seem like they're going to get better or brighter. You have to know that in the end, all of this is going to be for a reason. You have to keep betting on yourself and believing on yourself, believing in yourself. You got to continue to be genuine to who you are. So even though I'm not the biggest Lizzo fan, that documentary actually made me a fan. I went and downloaded her album that night. One of the songs I know word for word now, just because I played it so much. I say all of those things to say that God or whoever you believe in is going to make sure that you hear what you need to hear, whether it be from, you know, someone that you know personally, whether it be from an outside source that you've never even met, shit, whether it be through angel numbers, because I see a lot of those constantly, literally daily, I'm, I'm seeing angel numbers. And even that, even those numbers that I'm seeing are messages from someone above in a higher place than me, letting me know this is the message that I want you to spread or you are loved or keep going. So I hope I made all of that make sense because I kind of got lost just talking about about those things and that that's a kind that song by Kanye is one that I always actually resonate with ever since he put it out just because I do know what it feels like to not want to be here and I do know what it feels like to want to end everything that you've been working so great for I mean working so hard for so um I guess I just want to close this out by saying it's okay to go through your rough patches. It's okay to get a little discouraged, especially if you are working on something or working towards something or being moved by something that's higher than you. Because in my personal life, yeah, I am, you know, doing my photography to support myself. I am doing it to support my family, to provide a better image for my brothers of things that you can do. Because I, I am an older brother, you know, and where I'm from, it's very easy to get into the street lives. All of my uncles were in it. I come from a family of farmers. I'm the first one doing what I'm doing in my family. So even though... You know, I feel 
Like, I want to give up. I always remind myself, you're not doing it just for you. You're doing it for so many other people. And even outside of people who directly know me, my vision comes straight from the man upstairs. You know? The things that you're seeing, the things that you're producing, those are things that are being told are, that you're being told to produce those are message messages that you're being told to to send out even in this podcast like i said the original message that i had was very angry and i've actually been sitting on a note for a while and i've never and i didn't pull out this mic to record it and you heard me say just last night I changed the whole setup of this episode and here I am today recording it because this is what needs to be put out. There's almost there's all there's already so much negativity in the world where if you're in position to be an instrument of something higher than you that you don't even understand, you have to be that instrument. There's a reason that you're being asked to be that instrument. Whether you know what that reason is or not, you have to use, you have to use your voice, your vision, your talent, your craft, your whatever gifts that you have, you have to use them the way that you're being asked to use them. But you also have to be conscious enough to realize that you are being asked to do work that's bigger than you and do work that's outside of yourself. And I said I was going to close it off with that, but I actually have a a little story that I just decided I wanted to to talk about, which I actually never really talk about unless I'm close friends with people because I know the stigma on drug use. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, I don't care what drugs y'all get into. I don't judge nobody. Personally, I just smoke weed. Anyway, freshman year of college, I did have a group of homeboys that we that I was very close with. And you know how college, you have those mental health days where, you know, you have no classes and you can just lounge out to get yourself together or whatever. We had that on a Friday. And two of my homeboys the previous weekend had did acid which you know was a strong dosage of THC basically um so you know we were all intrigued about it just the experiences they had so we made a plan on the mental health day that we would go ahead and we would all do it together as a group thing so that day came and we did those things now everybody because it is more of a psychedelic everybody's experience is different i had one one homeboy who was angry he was just angry the whole time and you know if you've done it before or you're familiar with it you know it's basically a 24-hour high where you're just up for 24 hours experiencing stuff he was angry the whole time i had another homeboy he was just infatuated with having sex with his girlfriend and that's just what he kept doing. He kept on going, pounding her out, coming back, telling us the, you know, the description of it. Going back, doing it again, 
coming back to us reporting and i hate to say that he pounded her out but because i don't like to speak speak of women in that way i feel like you're supposed to speak softly about women and your experiences with women but i'm just describing how it was described to me (laughs) um the two homeboys who had previously did it they were you know they were chilling they were more like the supervisors and then my other homeboy he just jokes all the time it wasn't nothing different for him he was always joking the the whole time that we was you know tripping now me personally this was when i realized i was connected to something that was not of this world that was higher than me because while they were having these very normal experiences i wasn't i wasn't tripping out or hallucinating or freaking out or nothing like that but when i would look at people i could see colors glowing around them you know my my homeboy who was angry he was just red he had a red glow around him my homeboys that were chilling they were yellow the one that was joking a lot he was green the one that was pounding out his girl he was blue now of course after we came down from everything and I researched that I was I and I did my research I realized that I was seeing everybody's auras basically when I looked at myself that night in the mirror I had a purple aura around me and I didn't see that surrounding anybody else so of course I google everything I researched it and aside from Purple auras mean a lot of things. The main things that they stand for is, you know, a highly sensitive and empathetic person who picks up on energy super easy. But it also symbolizes strong intuition and third eye chakra. So that's when I discovered because at that point I was very early in my photography career. I didn't even have a photography career at that point. I I took pictures of somebody's um for somebody's mixtape cover randomly. But that is when I learned that I see things differently for a reason. You know, I have the vision that I have for a reason. So everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm that I'm working towards yeah I do have goals that are of this world I just saw an angel number I looked down the timer said 3131 so somebody trying to talk to me now <laughs> but um yeah even though I do have goals that are very real and very worldly I also have a mission that's that's greater than me And regardless of what you take away from that story, I'm going to tell you what I want you to take away from it. I want you to take away that you are special. Regardless of what you take away from this whole episode, I want you to know that you are special. You know, don't be afraid to lean on those who are trying to love on you. Don't feel bad for wanting to get yourself together in private 
But whatever you do, just keep swimming. In the words of Dory, just keep swimming. Life goes on. Just because you had a bad day doesn't mean you have a bad life. Just because you're having a bad era does not mean your existence is negative. There's positives in everything. And just to dial back on our parents saying things that that they don't really know if we hear them. I was having a simple conversation with mom the other day and at the beginning of the year I did have like I did have a certain set of habits that I wanted to form. One of those habits was every day I want to say three things that I'm grateful for cuz I do journal. And I wanted to journal every day three things that I was grateful for that day. Back a couple of months ago when I first started feeling weird, I didn't even realize that I stopped doing that. I stopped practicing, you know, that. I stopped practicing gratitude. And in a conversation that I had with my mom yesterday, she was telling me about something that she heard in church where, you know, we always find it easier to air about our grievances or complain about what isn't going right. But in order to receive what you're meant to receive, you first have to show gratitude for the things that you have, whether it's physical possessions, whether it's the people around you, whether it's something internal, you know. And today, when I sit down and journal and write the three things that I was grateful for today, my voice is going to be one of them. I'm grateful for the voice that that I do have. And I'm grateful for the fact that my voice is being used for something higher than me. That my voice is being used for something positive. There's so much negativity in this world. I could easily be on here talking about anything else. I could easily be out in the world doing anything else, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm being used as an instrument to spread positive messages. So yeah, that's the um, that's a wrap on episode three, you guys. That's where I've been. That's what I've been up to. If you were expecting a fun, jovial episode, I apologize. We can get back to the the jokes and the pop culture shit next week. But um, this is what I felt like I had to tell you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you for sitting here having this conversation with me. This has been another episode of Say It Ain't Saint. Sincerely, Saint Laurent.